Welcome back to the Core Life Podcast. My name is Oscar McGuire, and this is Season 4, Episode 8, uh, Politics and Shit. Uh, with me, it's a great friend, Angel Lozoya. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me here again. Well, you're technically having me because I'm in your room. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but before we get into it, uh, thank you guys again for sharing the podcast. Sorry, this episode's a little late um, due to scheduling and me being a little lazy. Uh, you know, we were recording day of the release, but this episode will be out, you know, by the time you guys like go to your jobs or driving to school or whatever. So it'll be out. Um, it'll be ready for your morning commute for Thursday. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about a little politics. Um, you know, the primary democratic primaries is, or debates, I guess are happening. And, uh, a lot of, I see a lot, you know, shit talking here and there and you know people posting articles and and i just think it's kind of funny um but you angel you've been very vocal in our group chat <laughs> very vocal to my four friends but i mean like i feel like i um, mean by the way i just want to preface this by saying obviously you guys already know probably or not probably you definitely do i'm not like a political expert or analyst oh, or anything. Me either. like i'm not a pundit we're literally just going to be talking out of our asses on God, that's basically what it is. But I mean, it, I feel like I think of, we have good opinions, though, so it's okay. I feel like a lot of people do, in the end, unless like you're like in some sort of PhD program of pol like politics and history, then like who really has like the expertise in saying? I mean, I guess if you really think about it, politics is basically just stating your opinion and trying to get other people to agree with you. Yeah. So you know what? Let's have I ha let's have more confidence with ourselves. I take back that statement. We are we are political experts. We are analysts here. Um, Anchor just just probably like flagged me for a, a, a politic <laughs> a politic <laughs> podcast. But um, so yeah, let's talk about let's talk about what's going on. Um, who? <laughs> no, but um, yeah, fuck my Mike Bloomberg though. I think so. Um, long story short, definitely fuck Mike Bloomberg. He doesn't deserve to be president. Um, it's bullshit that anyone can like buy their way into a nomination it's just it's not fair it's it's so stupid it's anti-democratic or you know demo yeah democratic um i mean in all fairness like he the things that he spends like his money on like we have to like at least somewhat acknowledge that like i think like the public opinion of him is so awful i mean because he's a shitty person but even more so because he's running for president um, because we can't be like super hypocritical yeah um, because he's he's donated to a lot of causes that I believe in and support in like gun law gun violence um, global warming is probably the thing that I'm most that's most important to me like in the upcoming election so there's that um, I'm just I'm just I literally googled who uh, who's still running right now um, there is Tom Sawyer, who's another billionaire. Tom Steyer. Steyer? I said Sawyer. Yeah, you did. <laughs> like the, the, the fucking the book. book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tom Steyer also, why, I have no idea why he's still there. He's not going to win. I mean, he's in third place in South Carolina in the polls right now. But I feel like that's the only guy I've never seen an ad for. I don't I don't remember if I have or not. But like, I mean, I don't really watch a lot of TV. I don't really get a lot of ads, mm -hmm. political ads at least. 
I do get a lot of Bloomberg ads, and I, I just saw like today that my dad received a piece of mail from Bloomberg. I just threw that straight into the trash. Dude, fucking, um, I've gotten text messages. Our friend Gigi, shout out to Gigi. Um, he got a bunch of text messages saying like, oh, sorry, we're, we're drinking beer, so that was a nasty burp. Gross. Um, but people have been texting me saying like, hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm for Bloomberg 2020. You Can we like, show like get your support and i'm just like no i'm voting i'm voting i'm me personally i'm voting for bernie sanders but um but yeah like i i just always think it's weird that how do they find your numbers i feel like there's you know so there's machines and i probably signed up for a fucking free ipad or something but that's how they got my number I mean, every time you sign up for something, you never read the the terms and conditions. A lot of the things you sign up for basically, like, literally say, oh, yeah, we're going to share information with all these companies. And then they get your information pretty easily. But um, there's that weird lady who uh, can never pronounce her name. Amy Klobuchar? Yeah. She's she's pretty weird. She's a baddie, low-key. Like, she, all, all she talks about is, like... She's always, I, I saw a video, she always cracks a joke every time, like, she starts a, kind of like, a, her her whole speech, she cracks it like a, a, a mom joke. And I, I feel like that's not. Yeah, I don't really think that's fair to say to her. Like, she cracks a joke, but not, like, every time she, that she says something. Um, I don't, I don't like her, though, that much. I mean, I don't, like, hate her. I know that there was, like, a lot of talk going around about, like, her old policies when she was like a law enforcer yeah but like putting away that african-american guy um in prison for life and she got that wrong it was like recently reported and then you got uh go warren elizabeth warren dude honestly shout out warren like the last two debates she's she's honestly just killed it you think so she's I mean, I feel like she's debating out there, like, knowing that she, had, at this point, she has nothing to lose. And she just, like, the one for Nevada, she just went straight at Bloomberg. For being like, short. Ended his life. Like, he, he literally looked he, like he wanted to cry on <laughs> national television. <laughs> Didn't she lie about being, like, like Native American? Apparently. That's, that's what I heard. And people are coming after her for... I mean, people have been coming after her, but... I guess she, like, denied it and then, like, accepted that she lied. And then she denied, she's denying it again. Um, then you got good old Uncle Biden. Who, like, doesn't know where he's at. He's asleep. Dude, he's <laughs> <the time. laughs> I saw a video where, like, you said he was running for the, like, U.S. Senate. And he was like, dude, like, do you know what you're doing? And I feel like at this point, like he should just step down on the basis of he doesn't know what he's really running for. You sound like Michael Bloomberg right now, telling everyone else like, you know what, you guys just have to stop so that I can win. Oh no, because then the the last person we're gonna talk about actually, there's two more people. There's Pete Buttigieg. Judge, but you know what, Biden's he's like he's just out there trying his best. Like, going back to Elizabeth Warren when she was um, talking to, or she was, like, roasting Bloomberg about the non-disclosure agreements that she has, that Bloomberg has with all those women from his companies. Yeah. She was like, so do, do you agree to, like, let let all those women go from those non-disclosure agreements tonight? He didn't say anything. And then Biden's are like, yeah, let them go of those disclosures tonight. 
<laughs> like, yeah, me too. Well, uh, I mean, Tom, Tom Stoyer does the same thing a lot with Bernie. When Bernie says something, he's like, I agree with Bernie. Um, I like Bernie. I just think at this point, a lot of people are just trying to stick around to be like, he's horny as fuck for the vice presidency. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to put it out that way, but he's definitely horny for the vice presidency. Like, like he's just like, hey, Bernie, like, what's going on? I think Warren might be too. Like, looking at the Nevada debate compared to the South Carolina one, she was going after Bernie a lot more in the Nevada one. And she kind of pulled it towards him um, during the South Carolina one, even though everyone else, like, fucking went at him the entire time. Um, so I think she's kind of, like, starting to realize, like, there's no no path for her to win anymore. So she's seeing, like, I mean, her and Bernie are the closest in terms of ideas and policy, so it would make sense for her to want to be his vice president. And then you got good old Pete. Pete Buttigieg. <sighs> Booty liquor. I don't know where to start with Pete Buttigieg. Buddy uh, was mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Um, he Before that, he was, was kind of like a nobody in the, pol- in the political world. Like you probably have more history in the, in the political world than he does. Me? Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> my political history spans back the last, like, two and a half months, and it's basically listening to the Crooked Media podcasts. That's my political history. Um, I follow I follow NPR News. That's that's where I get my, my shit. I like NPR News. They're all right. I mean, I... I, I like, I'm part of, like, the 99% where, like, I get all my political, like, ideas and and news from Twitter. So, like, it doesn't really matter where. I mean, social media, you can really shape how you view, like, politics and the world news, depending on who you follow. Um, Honestly, I, I really, really don't like getting my information from social media. That's, like, the last place that I check. What, what, I go on social media. Like, I follow a lot of, like, you know, left-wingers. Um but it's more for like entertainment because I see like their opinions and stuff and they're more like they're trying to be like funny and stuff. And I think I think it's entertaining, but I, I, I never take it like literally. Mm-hmm. It's just like I just feel like there's so much disinformation on there. And I, I find it like difficult to like really trust anything that I read on social media. Like, I mean, it goes without saying like on the right, like I take everything they say with a grain of salt but at the same time like anything that I see from people that have similar ideas to me like I have to I have to fact check it I have to do my own research and see what the truth is because you never know with social media yeah at this point like the Wendy's Twitter account can tell me like hey you should vote for this and I'll probably be like alright fuck it like that that's how like connected I am to social media I feel like we both have opposite like looks at it, um, but let's go back to good old Pete. That dude almost rigged the that dude rigged the Iowa the caucus, and like, I feel like it bl- like blew up in his face. Mm, no, he he definitely didn't rig it. It was just a bad night for the entire like Iowa Democratic Party. It was just a shit show. Um, I mean, I, I know I remember I was mad. I was mad, and I said that 
Um, and that's going back to what I was just talking about, like social media. Like I, that's, I was like just really upset that night. And I remember reading someone, someone's tweet that said that old Biden or not Biden, Buttigieg has like some stock or owns the app that was like counting the votes in Iowa. And they were like a whole bunch of conspiracy theories going around. And I shared that with you guys, Mm -hmm. but it, it, it doesn't make sense if you really think about it. And this is like something that um, I heard on Pate of America. Um, like it wouldn't make sense for Pete to rig that election because I mean he won. Yeah, he, he won Iowa. I mean the popular vote he tied with Bernie for delegates. So he took away like his media coverage, too. Like not just Bernie's. He he, he didn't get like as much as mo- as much momentum as he could have, like being the winner in Iowa. Yeah, yeah. So like, why would you rig yourself if you won? And at this point, like, I feel like a lot of last states are Bernie's leading. Wait, that last question literally makes no sense. Why would you rig yourself if you won? Because if you rigged yourself, if you rigged the election, then you won because you rigged it. But that's not what I was trying to say. But he won the popular vote. He won the popular vote and tied with Bernie. Oh, no, no, he didn't tie with Bernie. He got one more delegate than Bernie. So he won, the, he, he he won, won Iowa. Iowa. He won Iowa. But then he lost in New, in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And then he's losing. He lost, the Nevada already happened? Yeah, Nevada was Saturday. And he, he didn't do that great in Nevada. And right now it's what? South Carolina? South Carolina. Um, Biden's in first place. He's got a pretty decent lead on Bernie. He's in second. And then, for whatever reason, Tom Steyer's in third place. Because he's rich. <laughs> he's buying all the hillbillies out there. Pretty much. Um, What's up with your bro? You're, you're a Bernie bro. Bernie Bray. Bernie Bray? Dude, you were so mind blown, and I'm, I'm I was equally as mind blown when you when you realized that like the whole two dollars and seventy cents, it's about getting two hundred and seventy delegates. <laughs> I had <laughs> the things that just fly over my head. Dude, sometimes. that shit was that. I mean, that shit was mind blowing to me. Um, but what what what? The one thing that I have, I've I've been thinking about is what. What does Bernie have this time compared to the last time he was running? What does he have this time? Like, did anything change? Did we wait? Did we wake up? Did I mean, like, I don't know. I don't think like a whole lot changed, and I think that's something that's really attractive about Bernie. Like, he's just he stayed so real, like forever. Like, he's been having these ideas, these beliefs for so long and I think this time around we're seeing like damn we fucked up like we gave Hillary the nomination when Bernie would have won and I think the people that believed in him back in 2016 still believe in him in 2020 and we know what's at stake and we're like we're out there like we're we're getting our friends to open their eyes and be like, hey, do this. Like, this is happening. We can do this. Because I know we, we weren't talking about it, like, at all until I started getting in your guys' asses about it. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, it's small things like that, you know. But, like, so. And then you, you. When every time you mention something, I always I always go look at it and I'll always go try to pay attention to it. Um, 
it seems to me like there's like a lot of grassroots like support from Bernie. But you see a lot of like propaganda against him. Like there has to be some sort of like resistance towards Bernie. And I and I and you definitely taught me where like I have to like do my independent research. And obviously there's more central or I guess what's it called um moderate moderate uh Democrats out there that feel like Bernie is too radical in his ideas. Um do you feel like he's he's a little too radical with his ideas? Um no. Definitely not. Um like yesterday at um, during the South Carolina debate, the closing question was what's the biggest misconception about you and like your your motto. And I think Du Bernie had the best answer out of anybody. He said the biggest misconception about him is that he's too radical. And I agree with him. Like there's nothing radical about healthcare, about saving the planet, about raising taxes on the rich. Like what's radical about that? Yeah. I just disagree. So, yeah. So, it it took me a while to realize, like, to wrap my head over, you know, healthcare for all, erasing student debt, you know, less military spending, uh, legalizing marijuana, legalizing immigrants, you know. None of that, to me, was like, I stop myself and think, like, well, maybe, like, to me, it all makes sense to me. It you know just, what really frustrated me yesterday? Or, like, some, I mean, just going back to, like, what you said before, the, the whole marijuana thing. Yeah. Like, they were going at Bernie about wanting to legalize it. And, like, the biggest um, argument was, we can't legalize it because we don't know how it affects, like, your brain and what it does to you and stuff. And, like, that's the whole point of, like, legalizing it. Like, you can't do that research on it because it's illegal. Yeah, like it's illegal to do that research on it on a Schedule One drug. If it, if it became legal, then people could study it legally, and there'd be more funding towards it, and it would make so much more sense to research it that way. Just try. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> but so yeah, like like a lot of those ideas to me just like it makes sense to me. Like like you made you made a good point like. By legalizing marijuana, by like decriminalizing the people that are been arrested for, you know, drug possession and non-violent, what is it, non non-violent crimes, non-violent crimes, like that all makes sense to me. Um, you know, taxing the rich fairly to the point where, like, you know, at this point, I think you said it the the second episode when we recorded with Rafita, where <laughs> you were telling Rafita. That your tax, you bring tax more than Amazon is, yeah. And I feel like if people wrap their heads around it, like, and you know, one of our friends always makes the makes the argument that like he worked for his money, why should he like pay more taxes? Is like, he's not paying taxes. Like, how rich can you be? Where like, I mean, he probably is paying personal taxes, right? Just Amazon itself is not paying taxes. Uh, most likely, I honestly haven't really looked super into that. Yeah, but. I don't know. And he just bought, like, the most expensive property to ever be sold in California. I think in the United States in general. 
in general. Just yeah. Like, I remember just in California. That motherfucker's like an entire golf course. Like fucking alligators and a fucking moat around the house. And like honestly, dude, like my whole thing is like, dude, I don't care. Like let him buy that property. Let him live that life. Like whatever. But like he, I, I just don't think it's fair that he gets to do that when there's people like, you know, dying. Because they can't afford a drug. And I was, I was like, at work today, and I was like, thinking so literally about what health insurance even is. Like, the literal bit of it is like, it's insuring your health. Like, how do you need insurance on your health? Like, that's so, that's such a crazy idea to me. Like, I feel like we're so numb to that. Like, we, we're just used to th- it being that way. Yeah. But just think about, like, if you get sick and you don't have health insurance and you can't afford the medicine that's going to save your life, you straight up just fucking die. You fucking rip. That's so crazy to me. Because, it's like, like we, it, it's, like, something that doesn't really, that hasn't affected me or, like, really a lot of my friends. But, like, it's something that happens every day in this yeah. country. Hmm. How do you have to you just like basically ensuring your will your right to like remain alive? I mean, That's so fucked up. What was it? Someone, I mean, I'm I'm in the I'm in the car industry, and someone was like, "Why do you?" Like I was I was I sold the car, and and, and the person next to me, he was the guy that I sold the car to. We were just having a conversation about insurance because he has like three like very high tickets like speeding tickets and his insurance is like up the ass like fucking like the amount of amount the amount of premium he's paying it's like the total amount i'm paying in my car and insurance and the ring that i'm paying for like i think he's paying over like six six hundred something and the reason why is because like his because he he's a bad driver the insurance companies are thinking he's more likely to get into an accident even though he he got a very safe car mm-hmm. so like he the insurance company are insuring the fact that the the asset that he bought won't bankrupt him slash the loaner will receive all their money that they might lose out of that investment and it made me think about how like you brought a good point why do we have to ensure that you, we have good health but then there's loopholes behind it like if you have pre um pre-existing conditions, pre-existing conditions a lot of times insurance companies won't cover you because it's like you have a history of of illness which i think is bullshit then like He's going to tell this guy that, like, he can't get insurance or get, can't get covered because, you know, he can't. He had, like, fucking chicken pox before. Like, I don't know. You probably are covered with chicken pox, but it's just an example. Wait, how does, how does the whole car insurance thing tie into that? Like, the fact that, like, if you have if you have tickets. I mean, honestly, if you're a bad driver, fuck you. You deserve to pay more for your car insurance. So my rates go down. I think car insurance makes more sense than health insurance. Okay. I I don't know. I thought I tried to make a connection. <laughs> <laughs> um. But how how excited 
So it's a it's a it's a two part question. Mm-hmm. How excited are you of the future if Bernie becomes the Democratic candidate and wins the presidency? And then the second question is, how scared are you whether he he doesn't win the presidency or doesn't win the the can the you know to be a candidate? Well, that's like a loaded question because if Bernie becomes president, when Bernie becomes president, it depends on like if we flip like the Senate because that's like that's equally as important to be honest. Because just imagine Mitch McConnell going against everything Bernie's trying to do; like he's not gonna get a lot done. Yeah. Um. But. I was just thinking about the debate again from yesterday and how they were all attacking him, saying that if he's the nominee, then we're going to lose the House. The Senate's going to stay red. The House is going to go red. And we're going to get another four years of Trump. And I just hate thinking about that, like how the party doesn't get behind Bernie. Um, And that's how the debate made me feel yesterday. I was like really, really discouraged. And I... I'm like, I'm like mad at myself for it, but I was like kind of losing, losing hope for like a brief second. But then I was just like starting to think to myself again. It's like, that's, that's what this time is for right now. Like having hope and knowing that it's not going to be easy. Like it's going to be super hard for Bernie to win. I mean, not just Bernie, like literally any, any Democrat on that stage. It's going to be super hard beating Trump in November especially with the the type of campaign that Trump is running is going to run it's only going to get worse um but I mean going back to your question I would be super excited to have Bernie President uh, Bernie Sanders as my president um so I feel like it'll be the first time in my like grown conscious life that I'll have a president that's like my president you know like a president that's fighting for for me, for you, for mm-hmm. people like us. Not like all all colors, all ages, all genders. That's exciting. Because we definitely weren't old enough to vote for Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. So the first, <laughs> I'm thinking right now, the first time we voted for a president, for a lot of us at least, we took a big L. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're o for one, o for one, and then like obviously like you know at this point you know we 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 lost once we got our guy back, but then we have like a lot of like push against the I guess you can say a resistance towards that 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 thought or that like you said it doesn't make sense to, like why the Democratic Party wouldn't push towards support but i mean at the end of the day i feel like if bernie ends up being a candidate like my my hopes of of him winning increase tenfold and then obviously if if, if he wins if, if he does win um a lot i feel like a lot of things that he is talking about he'll get accomplished unless you know the senate doesn't fucking flip or the house flips so that'd be rough and then i feel like i'll be 
feel like I wouldn't be scared. I wouldn't be scared, and, and it's kind of it's a little privilege of mine. But I wouldn't be scared because a lot of things that, like right now, I can't. It's hard for me to see make making the world worse right now. That makes sense. It's hard. Like, like I can't wrap my mind of it being worse. I can, I think it can get worse. You think it can get worse? Another four years of Trump be, oh my god, be it would be a nightmare. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not looking forward to the next fucking another four years, another couple months of Trump, another year of Trump. Can't even wrap my head around another another term. Yeah, that would be rough. So I was like doing some reading mm-hmm. about like socialism. Um, I okay, Bernie still doesn't consider himself a socialist. He uses the term democratic socialist. Okay, just to clear that up. But I was reading into socialism, and one of the things that I read that like struck me the, or like that stayed with me the most was how socialism is considered to be more like of a a stepping stone economy like it's kind of like opening the door to communism so like a lot of places that end up going socialist end up becoming communists but i i really don't think bernie is is going to take us on that path or not it's not it's not that i don't think like he's not He's like the whole thing. He's not trying to turn the U.S. into a socialist country. Like he, he always talks about how there's all these great countries out there that have cap that they're capitalist countries, but they have like areas of socialism in them. And I, that's the, that's the type of country that he wants to make America. And then I was reading into communism too. And one of the things that stayed with me the most about communism was. One of the first steps that countries take when becoming a communist nation, almost always, the first thing they do is they take control of the media. So they dictate, like, the opinions and facts. They basically create, like, their own reality in their country. Yeah. And that stayed with me because, like, if you look at what Trump is doing right now, like, isn't that, like, almost literally what he's doing? Like, the only news source that he deems credible is Fox News, <laughs> Fox and Friends, because it's the only news source that's favorable towards him. Um, it's just, it's crazy seeing, like, all the things that are going on. Like, I mean, I was saying earlier, like, I, I read a lot into this stuff, and there's so much going on, like, behind closed doors that doesn't make it onto, like, national news. And, like, the time we're living in right now, it's, like, it's so much crazier than, like, a lot of us actually know. Yeah. Like, just the stuff that this president is doing. Like, even just his press conference earlier, he blamed um, the Democrats for the stock market going down today. When it's literally the, the CDC was talking about it, like, it's the coronavirus. He's, like, fabricating his own reality all the time. 
he um he recently appointed someone as a fuck I don't remember what the position was. I'm not gonna remember. You definitely have to cut this part. Okay. Let me look it up. He like um appointed Rich Richard Grinnell to be like the U.S. ambassador for Germany. Um, I had no idea what this dude even was until like today, which is a problem because he literally like he basically it's like a dude with a resume. He's just think of like working at McDonald's for two years, and then going and applying to be like the manager at a Chase, and they're like, "Fuck it, right? You you get the job." <laughs> He's unqualified, and he replaced the former person that was in that position because they gave a briefing about Russia um, colluding in the election. He was like, "No," he fired him. Oh shit! Okay. And appointed this dude who has no idea what they're doing, what he's doing. And that's like the thing that scares me the most, to be honest. Like, you just don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah. Like, if the president doesn't like something, he's like, yeah, it's not true. He fires people, appoints someone that's going to tell the the side of the story that he wants to be told. That, that's just, that's terrifying. I think, now that you mentioned that, so I, I, what I said was, I think, I, I don't think it could get worse. But what scares me is that it stays this everything stays the same. Dude, it gets worse day by day. Like this whole ambassador thing was just today. But like I, I didn't know about that. That that's that that's also what like crazy about it is that like some people make the effort to go the extra mile and learn and other people are just like 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 me, it's just kinda like grace like the the top of the iceberg and, and be like, Oh right. shit oh shit, it's bad. You're looking at the entire fucking iceberg, and you're like, "Holy shit, is is worse." And even then, I feel like I'm I'm not even looking into like everything, everything. Yeah, because like there's every every point of of his like administration is just very bad. There's so much that it just can be like, I mean, it's exhausting. Yeah, I'm exhausted right now. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> like last weekend, I took a break. From, like, Keeping up with things, and then Monday came along. I was like, "All right, time to see what's going on." And I was like, "You know what, dude? It's it's fucking exhausting." So I didn't look into look into anything on Monday either. Say, dude, it wears you out. Yeah, it really does. Just imagine being like a Democrat running for president right now. Like that, I can't even imagine the stress. stress. Holy shit! Dude, the fact that like. Do you think they they think of it as a game? Like, oh fuck it, if if I lose and fuck it, I got I got like four more years to prepare. Or like, do you generally think that like any of those people, when they they're like debating, like they have like the real interest behind what they're saying? I mean, it's impossible to tell. I have no idea what they're feeling or thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> um, I want to wrap this this 
podcast episode by like obviously it's kind of a, a, a bit, and it's not a childish question but it's a very vague question um if tomorrow you woke up and you were the president of the United States what would you do what was the first thing you would do the first thing I would do yeah honestly probably make um DACA recipients citizens okay um I mean that's like a super hard question to answer but yeah. I think that's probably my answer because just it's personal to me like I have we have a lot of people mm-hmm. that we know that are under that program and you and I don't deserve to be citizens any more than they do yeah and yeah I think that's definitely what I would do I, I thought about it um and me personally that's actually the second thing I'll do. But the first thing I'll do is erase student debt. That's also a good one. Like, erase, like, a complete, like, big-ass bubble that's about to blow up. So that that's that's just my thing. Um, but DACA citizens definitely second. And then healthcare for all is my third. I guess so I, I rank those three as my, like hot takes or hot points that I like to focus on in order, but I would forget okay, my number two would probably be getting us back into the um Paris Agreement. The Paris Accord? Paris Accord, yeah. Well so climate change. Climate change is super important. Fuck do I keep paying student loans. Just, I want there to be a planet. <laughs> <laughs> What's your third? Dude, I if I was to put a fourth out there, it definitely would be, like, get on good terms with, like, the majority of the world. Like, we basically fucking bullied China into, like, a trade war. So did they, though. That's true. Then fucking, dude, we were, like, in the brink of World War Three, like, on day two of 2020. Literally. I was like, how, like, we all thought this, this, this new decade was going to be, like, our shit, and we ended up almost fucking going through World War through the memes, Dude. That, that was the greatest, like, and scariest time. I remember, like, when it struck midnight and it turned into 2020, I was being super head-ass, and I was, I felt, like, a different energy in, in the <laughs> air and shit, and then I wake up that morning and I see the whole Iran thing, and I just get... Sucked straight back into reality. It's like, <laughs> fuck. <sighs> okay. But yeah, man. But wait, I wanted to say one more thing. All right, go. Go for it. And like, all the polls that have been conducted in the general election, Bernie is ahead of Trump. Okay. In a lot of them. There was a, a new poll that came out yesterday. I I can't remember who conducted it or where, or what it was. Exactly, but Bernie was beating Trump, but that was with a youth voter turnout that was higher even than the one that turned out for Obama in 2008, which is really high. So basically it's saying like Bernie beats Trump, 
but it only happens if people like you and me mm-hmm. go out there and vote. So like like I said earlier, it's going to be super hard to be Trump, but it's possible. And like it's not going to be easy. We have to like put in the work. Talking to your friends, talking to your parents, getting your parents to talk to their co-workers, talking to your tias, your tios, your cousins. Like, just talk to your co-workers. Donate the $2.70 once a month. Even that's huge. Like, if you're listening to this, if you made it this far, thank you. Like, literally just go and donate $2.70. It makes a big difference. Like, the entirety of Bernie's campaign is funded by people like you and me mm-hmm. like we make a difference and that's why like i'm so behind this this dude to be president and i like i love his slogan like not me like us like this is us like we're running for president and we're gonna get this dude there but it's we're gonna have to put in the work just keep talking tell everybody get people to donate I mean like, like just chip in like as little as you can that 270 chip in words chip in money let's do it start a podcast yeah <laughs> um but thank you Angel for being my guest this week oh god we'll take that deep breath you want to plug in anything else before before I wrap up? Um, follow me on Twitter. Taco El Pastor. <laughs> the, the O in Pastor is a zero. Um, Oscar's going to plug in Bernie's site. Donate a penny. Donate a dollar. Yeah, I guess I would. Yeah. Um. But that being said, thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far. And I know it was a... a it was a different podcast episode than, than dude honestly I feel like the tone was so serious in so much of it and one second I just want to like reiterate that we're, we're not political no, we experts. are we are now at this point a lot of my opinions are basically <laughs> like the shit that I hear on podcasts Ugh. what what podcast do you listen to that you recommend uh, my favorite podcast for sure is Pod Save America I mean that's a super popular podcast it's TQL Pod I mean, okay. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be biased towards you because you're sitting right there. Um, I I like listening to the Daily a lot by the New York Times. That's good. That like, is the, the shit that they report sometimes is like, what the fuck? Pate with the world. Yeah, those are my favorites. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys again for listening to this episode. Sorry about being a little late uh, due to scheduling, but. It might happen again. It might not. But this is episode eight. That means there is. This, I want this season. I want this season to end, and episode twelve will be hopefully it'll be the last episode. I might extend it a little bit depending on the momentum going forward. But, um. But yeah, thank you guys again for listening. I'll see you guys next week. Go follow the podcast at TQL Pod. Um, next week, we, next week we talk about Martha Stewart's autobiography. We do, bro. I had to end up like going to the to the like spark notes and shit. Wait, does she even have an autobiography? She does. She wrote it herself when she was in prison. For real? Yep. Damn. 
Um, is that an audible? Is that a fucking audible? <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.